We are less than a week away from the end of February, and we got a leap day coming up here this Saturday, FYI. Hello, I'm John Rawl, and yes, I'm just marveling at the fact that time is going oh so fast here in 2020. This is the Y'all Show with John, and I'm glad that you could join us here as we begin a week anew, and we've got an action-packed week coming up on the Y'all Show. This is where, if you've never joined us here at this special time of day or night or morning time, whatever you catch us, we appreciate you listening to the Y'all Show. This is where we spend two hours promoting, accentuating, and also talking about our scars here in what we call dixie we cover 16 states wherever they say y'all and if something's going on here in dixie we talk about it and that's what we do each and every day coming up on today's y'all show we've got y'all a business report coming up and coca-cola it's one of our biggest companies heck it might be the biggest company that comes out of the southeast How's Coca-Cola doing the Atlanta-based company with this coronavirus? We've got a report out of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that we'll share with you on that as part of our Southern Business Report. Also this hour, we got a lot of fun stuff coming in hashtag Hullabaloo. You don't want to miss out on that. That's where we go on social media and find stuff that's just worthy of talking about. We'll have all that coming up. In the hour that we start up in the next hour, hour number two, we'll get it going with a look back at the weekend and sports. A couple of upsets in college basketball, including the number one team in the land. The Baylor Bears got sicked by the Kansas Jayhawks in Waco over the weekend. We'll discuss that. A couple of other upsets on the hard court. What's going on with your favorite college basketball team? We'll get to that at the start of hour two. And then a quick recap of the other action going on in the NFL, the XFL, week three in the books in that league. And we'll also share with you what happened in the world of golf as we had a Southerner from Georgia. He won in Mexico over the weekend, a guy who already has a green jacket to his credit. Heck, his hometown is Augusta, Georgia. And we'll discuss Patrick Reed's great win there in Mexico over the weekend. All that coming up in our weekend sports review, plus in hour two, Jerry Short. He's our Takapola storyteller, and Jerry's got a lot of political stuff on his mind. Hey, it's a big time to talk politics. We just had this past weekend the conclusion of the Nevada caucus. And don't say Nevada. President Trump pointed that out when he was speaking there Friday. It's Nevada. I don't know why they say it that way. Sounds a little goofy to me, but that's how they want it out there, evidently. So it's Nevada. Nevada, you guys. Nevada, that's out of the way. Still can't count. I don't know why the Democrats can't count, at least in a timely manner. Took them forever to even get to 50% of the results in on Saturday. But Bernie Sanders, the big winner out there this weekend now, this Saturday in the Palmetto State of South Carolina, it's the Democratic primary there. It's an open primary. So if you're a diehard Trump fan, you actually can go vote in the Democratic primary if you really want to. In fact, there's some people out there that are pushing that. In fact, there's an organization led by, I think, Chris Cummings, who's doing just that in South Carolina. And I saw him interviewed recently on CNN, a guy that I used to do some work with way back in the day. And he's a Republican operative in the Palmetto State. And that's happening this Saturday, the primary of the Palmetto State. President Trump will be in North Charleston on Friday to have a big rally. And all of your people that matter will be going across the Palmetto State here these next few days leading up to South Carolina's primary. Then next Tuesday, you got Super Tuesday. Many southern states, the Texases, the Tennessees, the North Carolina and Virginias, and more go to the polls next Tuesday for Super Tuesday. We've got a lot more 
about that coming up here this week. But Jerry's going to weigh in. He's our Takapola storyteller. He's going to have all that Democratic politics. And uh, I think he's going to also weigh in on this Michael Bloomberg comment about farmers. If you're a farmer or you love a farmer or you love farming, make sure you stick around for the Takapola storyteller's take on Mike Bloomberg and his kind of a smart aleck remark about farming. All that coming up in hour two. 803-816-1170. Those are the numbers you can call. Go ahead and save them in your phone. You can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can call or text that number, and that way we get your feedback here. You can have a question. You can have a comment. You can have criticism. We welcome it all, y'all. That's our 24 hours, seven days a week the direct line to us here at the y'all show 803-816-1170 we just go ahead and call that the the hotline the y'all hotline 803-816-1170 our website y'all.com the ultimate guide to the south where this show right here the y'all show is posted every day check us out also on our facebook page that's y'all.com on facebook where this show also every day we post up the show we also post our video links we are now filming several times a week portions of the y'all show and so you can go to our website y'all.com you can go to our facebook page y'all.com on facebook and you'll see video interviews what we call y'all tv in fact today's show in hour two when we chat with jerry short that's going to be posted up on facebook and we encourage you to go follow it and like it and and see our interviews and we'll be taking that y'all tv on the road pretty soon more details about that coming up soon the show that's all about the south this is the y'all show and let's start out today's show looking at our scan of headlines across the southeast and an unfortunate incident coming from south georgia as a car crash on interstate 95 has left six people dead including three children according to officials there as the georgia state patrol said this crash happened around 205 on sunday morning near exit 76 the on-ramp to the interstate in Liberty County, Georgia. That's about 30 miles south of Savannah there on Interstate 95. Again, six people killed, including three children, in this head-on collision in southeast Georgia. Officials said a Lexus RX350 with Florida license plates driven by a 77-year-old man had been traveling in the wrong direction in the left lane of the interstate, and then that Lexus then struck head-on a Nissan Rogue with an adult female driver, adult passenger, and three children inside and according to the liberty county sheriff's deputies they said that the liberty county 911 issued a lookout advisory for a white lexus traveling southbound in the northbound lane of i-95 i guess before this crash happened all six people involved in the crash were killed a gruesome scene there in the liberty county georgia area it's just this happens way too much I, i know in kentucky i think it was around lexington kentucky a bunch of people i think heading to florida were killed there several months ago and I, I don't know if it's just people not paying attention or in this case it looked like we said a maybe an elderly driver from florida that was 77 year old man traveling in the wrong direction with a florida license plate just being disoriented but a horrible tragedy the last thing we want is anybody to be killed out on the highways and byways of our great south but to be killed by a wrong way driver because you know the wrong way driver made a mistake you would think it wasn't intentional and they lose their life here in this unfortunate accident sunday as well the incident is being investigated again by officials in georgia but all northbound lanes of i-95 were closed for several hours on sunday 
in this unfortunate incident with six people dead, including three kids there over the weekend in Georgia. A second person has been killed by a Mardi Gras float in New Orleans in the last few days. Now, Fat Tuesday is Tuesday tomorrow, and I know people are celebrating Mardi Gras throughout the country. But over the weekend, a man struck and killed by this float during a weekend street parade in the Big Easy and becomes the second person killed in as many days along the parade route during this year's carnival season. The man was fatally injured Saturday evening at the popular Crew of Indemian. I think Indemian? Crew of Indemian. And New Orleans police said that the man was pronounced dead at the scene. They would not release the name because of a pending autopsy and family notification now this parade ended up being the remainder of it being scrapped after this deadly incident police said 13 floats had already gone ahead when the accident occurred when the 14th float in the formation had this problem the remaining floats that followed along with marching groups were diverted from the accident scene on canal street and another deadly situation there in new orleans the float which had the lights like most of the mardi gras floats do it was just a, an unfortunate scene there, and the death prompted an outpouring of sympathy from other parade participants who all worked closely to adjust their parade schedule in New Orleans. The mayor of New Orleans is Latoya Cantrell. She said in the following statement, to be confronted with such tragedy a second time at the height of our carnival celebration seems an unimaginable burden to bear. The city and the people of New Orleans will come together. We will grieve together. And we will persevere together. Again, from the mayor, Mayor Cantrell of New Orleans, Louisiana. Again, Mardi Gras and Fat Tuesday, it all winds down within the next 24 hours or so as Fat Tuesday is going to be February 25th. So maybe everybody can get through this next few days and have a very safe time. That's what we hope. Now, a lot of people around the world are concerned about this coronavirus and there's been talk about a lot of evacuees of the coronavirus coming to the state of Alabama. And now the plan to bring coronavirus evacuees specifically to Anniston in East Alabama plans they're canceled by President Trump, according to lawmakers. Alabama Senator Richard Shelby and Congressman Mike Rogers of that state said they plan to bring the their plan to bring patients or the plan, not necessarily their plan was canceled as Senator Shelby tweeted that he'd been informed by the president the evacuees from the Princess cruise ship won't be going to Alabama to the Center for Domestic Preparedness there at Anniston. This, I assume, is part of the old, was it Fort Rucker in Anniston, old Army base that's still in use. As the senator said, I just got off the phone with the president. He told me that his administration will not be sending any victims of the coronavirus from the Diamond Princess cruise ship to Anniston, Alabama. Thank you at POTUS, president of the United States. That from Richard Shelby. Now, Congressman Rogers, Mike Rogers, said in the tweet, in the past 24 hours, I've spoken to real Donald Trump twice and just spoke with Secretary Azar. The plan to house the Americans exposed to coronavirus at the CDP in Anniston has thankfully been canceled. I feel for these people who have been exposed to this virus. It's a terrible thing going around. It's not quite a pandemic but it's getting more and more traction, and we hope we can, uh, as Barney Fife would say, nip this thing in the bud as fast as possible. Now, the governor of Alabama, Kay Ivey, said that coronavirus patients evacuated from this cruise ship may not be coming to a 
facility there in Aniston and hopefully nowhere in her state. And that evidently is what happened now. Ivy said the announcement of patients coming to Alabama was premature. She said her office was notified of the plans late on Friday night and contacted Senator Shelby, Doug Jones, and others, I guess, to try to rally them against having these people come to Alabama. And now we know that they're not coming. These evacuees are currently being housed at a military base in California, as well as one in Colorado and in Texas. Governor Ivey said her office is still working with federal officials and the event patients are brought to Alabama. Still could happen, but at least for right now. Aniston, you don't have to worry about these coronavirus people coming after this awful, awful deal where they've been stuck on a cruise ship for a while. We wish them all the best. Some of them actually might even be from the South. We, we, we know they're Americans. We hope they get through this as quickly and as painless as possible. A, a really unfortunate thing we got going on in the whole world right now. Now to the Catholic scandal that's been going on a couple of years now. This takes us to West Virginia as the Mountain State's Roman Catholic Diocese has dropped by $4.8 million. Their assets dropped by nearly $5 million during the fiscal year that coincided with the resignation of the bishop there amid allegations of sexual and financial misconduct, according to a just-released audit. The Diocese of Wheeling, Charleston, West Virginia, released the audit last week, spanning the period from June 30th of 2018 to June 30th of 2019. Net assets totaled $352 million, down from $357 million just a year earlier. And that, according to the findings from the current bishop, Mark E. Brennan, liabilities totaled $70.3 million, up from $65 million a year. As the predecessor of Brennan, Bishop Michael Bransfield, resigned in September 2018 and has denied wrongdoing. But West Virginia, just like a lot of other places around the South, around the country, has really had a hard time with the Catholic leadership there. As Brennan, who was just named West Virginia's bishop in July, said it's the first time in dioceses in the history there that they've had a financial report that's been released, as I guess they're being proactive there. Last year, the fiscal year, the diocese reported $25.3 million in investment income and royalties from mineral rights as the diocese receives oil profits from land in Texas donated to it more than a century ago. But unfortunately, there for the Catholic Church of West Virginia, more troubling news coming from there. A doctor in Tennessee has been convicted in the region's first opioid strike force takedown as 83-year-old psychiatrist Richard Farmer from Memphis was found guilty of three counts of distribution of controlled substances outside the scope of professional practice and also without a legitimate medical purpose, that according to a Department of Justice press release. As he pleaded guilty Friday to distributing opioids to people who were not his patients, again making this the first conviction for the Appalachian Regional Prescription opioid strike force say that five times fast according to the evidence presented during the trial farmer prescribed opioids to three sisters with whom he was having sexual contact whoa between july 2016 and january of 2019 farmer prescribed more than 1200 pills despite the sisters showing up with signs of addiction the evidence showed Evidence also showed that he kept almost no patient files on these three women and that he wrote opioid prescriptions for their friends and neighbors as well. His sentencing is now scheduled for May 22nd by U.S. District Judge Thomas L. Parker of the Western District of Tennessee. Since its formation in October 2018, the ARPO Strike Force, 
which operates in 10 districts, has charged more than 70 defendants who are collectively responsible for distributing more than 40 million pills. This, according to the Department of Justice. But they're getting pretty proactive there, at least in the Memphis area, thanks to this Appalachian Regional Prescription Opioid Strike Force and Richard Farmer, the psychiatrist from Memphis, pleading guilty over the last couple of days. Now, I don't know if you caught up with some of the stuff that's been televised, promoted, etc. over the course of the last few weeks, as it is Black History Month. But right now, there's a story out, courtesy of the Associated Press, that notes that a lot of the historic places in the South are actual old plantations. The antebellum farms where black slaves labored there in the days prior to emancipation. And the story comes out listing that the National Register of Historic Places has more than 95,000 sites that are important to the story of the United States. Again, this is from the National Register. And some of those places include plantations like George Washington's Mount Vernon Estate and a lot of other lesser-known plantation homes across the South. And this story brings up the fact that despite the fact that these places were where slaves had to labor as servants they were unpaid workers there this was the days of slavery these homes that at least survived the civil war well they they in according to this story kind of been glorified here over the last 160 years now if they've been able to survive the civil war now the national register's in, incomplete stories reflect the way the public ignores the total topic of enslaved people according to hassan kwame jeffries who is a professor in the African history, the African American history department at Ohio State, as Congress established this National Register of Historic Places in a 1966 Historic Preservation Act that was done to preserve work and highlighting the nation's most historic sites. So, the point being, if you go see these Annabella homes, many of which are absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, absolute architecture wonders, many of them built on the backs of slaves most of the south i won't say all but most of the south slavery certainly helped create what we know of as the south the buildings the farms the 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 way we are and so as we have black history month going on this article again written by jay reeves of the ap brings up this whole honor roll of historic places it often ignores the fact that slavery existed now to more stories from across the southeast john lewis who is a congressman from the atlanta area a civil rights pioneer was part of the fisk sit-ins back in nashville around 1960 he was honored this past weekend with the chairman's award at the naacp images awards and, and that was held over the weekend as he got this chairman's award for his work during the civil rights movement and the fact that he's been in congress helping out the struggle of blacks for decades and decades john lewis who right now is fighting pancreatic cancer very very rough fight there but honored the 51st naacp image awards georgia congressman john lewis a native of alabama now over the weekend i saw where his old buddy jim clyburn the congressman from south carolina they go back to 1960 according to clyburn in fact jim clyburn pointed out that both his wife and john lewis's wife were buddies because they were both librarians and got to be great friends through the years and i know clyburn's wife died i think last year i'm not sure if john lewis's wife is still with us or not but the fact that they are very close and jim clyburn 
it, it, he has been and may still be the chairman of the Congressional Black Caucus in Washington, D.C., as he's one of two Democrats from South Carolina. You'll see a lot more of Jim Clyburn. In fact, on Wednesday, he's going to announce who he's going to kind of get behind in this Saturday's Democratic primary. He's yet to say who he's putting his money on, and I say that loosely, who he's going to be supporting in the Democratic field for president, Jim Clyburn. Now, Jim Clyburn, during that interview that I saw him do over the weekend, he also brought up the fact that Jesse Jackson's in really poor health. And I had really kind of forgotten about this, and maybe y'all have too, because Jesse Jackson's kind of been out of the spotlight here for probably 10 years now. Jesse Jackson is a South Carolinian, born in Greenville, raised in Greenville. In fact, Jim Clyburn, Congressman Clyburn, even pointed out that he... And he did this on CNN on Sunday. He and Jesse Jackson even faced off against each other on the baseball diamond when they were in high school as Clyburn is from Camden, South Carolina, and Jesse Jackson grew up in Greenville and they faced off against each other. Who knew? But Jesse Jackson's been in a real tough battle with Parkinson's disease and evidently he's having a real tough fight with that as he's lived in Chicago for many, 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 many years. A former presidential candidate is Jesse Jackson. And so now the 78-year-old fighting this really struggle with Parkinson's disease. He was diagnosed last year, and it's definitely slowed him down as he's fighting for his help. As we just you know want to point out Jesse Jackson, who we haven't seen a lot of lately because, again, he's been in a very tough fight. He also kind of has disappeared a little bit after his son kind of got caught up uh, in a scandal and had to resign from Congress. And I, and I think he had to go to jail as well jesse jackson jr is that that would be who we're talking about to virginia we go and the marine corps war memorial there in arlington if you've ever been to dc you probably have seen this right across for the river right across the potomac it's being renovated and it's going to be ready just in time for the 75th anniversary of the mount suribachi flag raising at uajima as right now uajima started i think last week this time 75 years ago and that battle lasted a couple of weeks and this amazing memorial 30 foot to 32 foot tall memorial of the flag raising there at uajima on a 60 foot flagpole as it was unveiled back in 1954 dedicated by president dwight d eisenhower and now a 5.37 million dollar donation from the carlisle group has helped it be sort of renovated and ready it'll be ready just in time for the anniversary the 75th anniversary of the Iwo Jima battle coming to conclusion about a million and a half visitors come to this USMC memorial there each year just outside the nation's capital in Arlington Virginia and to our great marines out there Semper Fi to you and this memorial is certainly going to be worth you going and seeing the new refurbished Marine Corps memorial in Virginia in the coming years now to some fun stories as we wrap up our headlines from across the southeast on this monday edition a 10 year old girl in richardson texan she was at a slumber party over the weekend and she woke up to quite a surprise as maddie gilman woke up with a raccoon sitting right beside her head she told her mom that the raccoon was gentle and she even let the raccoon evidently let the girl pet him and the girl said it's weird because the first thing i said to it was hey buddy and a raccoon in Richardson, Texans, coming into this 10-year-old girl's bedroom during a slumber party. What a brave girl, what a brave raccoon, as it sneaked past two dogs and got in that daughter's bed there in Richardson, Texas. How about that? You'll have to think of raccoons as a little bit more than trash pandas going forward. 
And finally, our feel-good story also for the boot camp, besides raccoon snuggling up with 10-year-old girls. How about this? At the University of Mississippi, they had a little basketball game Saturday as the Rebel Landsharks lost big time to Alabama there at the Pavilion on the campus of the University of Mississippi. That's college basketball news. The real story, though, coming out of Oxford was Mary Ann Wakefield. If you get a chance, go to at Ole Miss Sports on Twitter and see the video This woman in a little contest, a lot of schools do this, where you put a golf ball across the length of a basketball court, and if it goes in, you win a prize, okay? Well, this, again, woman, at 86-year-old, a grandmother, she got up to the edge of the court there at the pavilion and putted, and you know what? Her 94-foot putt went right in the hole, and her reward, she got... A brand new car, thanks to Cannon Motors out of Oxford, Mississippi. And a tremendous, tremendous honor there for this octogenarian winning a brand new car all because of her golf game at a basketball game, for goodness sakes. Congratulations, Mary Ann Wakefield. I think she's from Oxford. I didn't recognize her in the years that I lived there, but yeah, she says she rarely even wins at bingo. So the idea of winning a new Nissan Altima a little bit of a stunning thing for Miss Marianne, and congratulations. We're glad that you emerged a winner along with the Alabama basketball team at this contest over the weekend. That wraps up our headlines, our scan of the South. When we come back, we've got a few things to tell you from the business front, and we'll do that in our Southern Business Report, and it's coming up next. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Y'all talk with a Southern accent. 
and we want to hear your accent. Text or call 803-816-1170 with a question or a comment. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. Make sure to like the Y'all.com Facebook page and bookmark the website, Y'all.com, which has bunches of great Southern reads. And get the on-demand editions at iTunes Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and the iHeartRadio apps. Now back to the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. We scan all kinds of information here on the show that's all about the South, including what's going on in the world of Southern business. And we start out with a a real giant in the South, and certainly in Southern business, Coca-Cola. As the Atlanta-based company said on Friday, it expects the coronavirus outbreak to cut into short-term sales and profits, and that that fallout from the virus continues to limit its beverage production in the nation of China. But the Atlanta-based drink manufacturer added it still expects to meet its financial projections for the full year, even as it pointed out the situation continues to evolve. Of course, Coca-Cola made in China, but right now with everything coming out of China just kind of being put on halt, you'd think that a giant company even like Coca-Cola is really going to feel it. And if you're perhaps a Coca-Cola employee, maybe you're a stockholder in Coke, you're really worried about this, as any southern business would be that has any kind of tentacle there in the nation of China. Coke report it expects the outbreak to have a 2 to 3 percentage point impact on how many unit cases it sells globally in the first three months of this year. It also, Coke predicted, a 1 to 2 percentage point impact to overall organic revenue here in the short term. Its full year projections, though, remain unchanged. Of course, these are just projections, but Coca-Cola has said it expects its comparable earnings per share for 2020 to rise 7% to $2.25. China, where the virus outbreak began, is Coke's third largest market by drink volume, as the nation accounts for 10% of Coke's global volume. And again, this is just with Coca-Cola. You can imagine other companies, especially our southern companies, that have some kind of presence in China. Really, if not right now, worried about the profitability of what's going on with the coronavirus, but also the fact that is this thing going to be kept under control? In fact, on Sunday night, I was at my local supermarket shopping and the kind of uh, Barney Five type security guy that worked there was trying to explain about this coronavirus's impact from an economic standpoint to some millennials working the cash register and oh to be a fly on the wall of that conversation i don't think they quite understood i don't know if they know what coronavirus they sure didn't understand its financial impact on the whole world yes the stock market wall street's really kind of freaking out right now and china if they're not freaking out they should be as not only do they have to lose the loss of life of many, I'm sure, great people there in that country with this virus, but everybody's running scared right now. We want to see this thing go away as fast as possible. And if China had not been such a knucklehead in the early stages of this thing and gotten the help of the world, including our own CDC here in the South in Atlanta, perhaps they could have found a solution in this thing a long time ago and had some kind of as this guy there at the grocery store said, it's a, it's a shame they don't have some kind of shot they can give you. Well, they may have that, and it probably will be coming. But we don't have it right now. A lot of people are suffering. A lot of people are dying. We hope this thing goes away as quickly as possible. Now, from Coca-Cola Atlanta to how about what's going on with the Corvette maker in Bowling Green, Kentucky. The 2020 Chevrolet Corvette is available. And if it's not at your local Chevrolet dealership, it's coming soon. And we've got, according to CNBC, 
some unique features of this mid-engine supercar that's coming out. This is really something worth behoo- worth your checking into, especially if you're going down the road here in the next couple of days and somebody flies past you in one of these brand new 2020 Chevrolet Corvettes as it arrives at dealerships here this week, maybe into next week, depending on how far away from Bowling Green you are, as they got this thing called a stealth mode. I'm going to tell you about also some of the new features and controls as the Chevrolet LT2 small block 6.2 liter V8 engine. It's rated at a 495 horsepower and a 470 pound, 470 pound feet of torque. It can achieve zero to 60 in three seconds or 2.9 seconds with optimal performance packages. The price, $60,000, but if you got to go in there and trick it out, you can get one of these brand new Corvettes for a hundred thousand. Only, only six figures if that's what you're looking for. It's got a front lift system there that might be something worth checking out. And then this stealth mode, the driver cockpit was designed to feel like a fighter jet cockpit. So why have a stealth mode? It doesn't make the vehicle quieter, but it does darken. It does darken and allowing for ambient lights aside from the speedometer and the 12 inch driver information cluster. Then they have something called Z mode, as it will let you drive modes that can change the ride of handling of the vehicle. A traditional tour, sport, weather, and track modes, as well as two new settings called the My Mode and Z Mode. Z Mode, named after the Z06, ZR1, and the Z51 Corvette performance packages, is activated through a Z button on the steering wheel and makes your. Uh, I guess your life a lot better if you want to go that route. GM will continue to allow new Corvette owners to take delivery of their vehicle at the National Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, just down the road from where these vehicles are assembled. The, that package, if you want to go that route, is $995, and that includes a VIP tour of the museum, a drive-off ceremony, and a personalized interior plaque with the owner's name, car's vehicle information number, and the museum's logo. <laughs> logo. About 500 owners a year typically take delivery of their new Corvette at this Bowling Green National Corvette Museum. Who knew you could get honored by just buying a new car? Most places, they pat you on the back, give you an ice cream sandwich, and send you on your way. This place in Corvette country, in Bowling Green, how about that? Your own little ceremony just for buying a new Corvette. Hey, that's a pretty smart idea. Thank you. I'd love to see the Kias of the world award you with a purchase there. Or the Yugo owners, maybe you still got a Yugo. You're like, hey, they didn't do that for me when I bought this back in the 80s. And finally, speaking of automobiles, this week in South Carolina at the Hyatt Regency in Greenville, they're getting together. The South Carolina Automotive Council is hosting its ninth South Carolina Automotive Summit, and the event links industry leadership, researchers, and economic developers through the B2B matchmaker session and also work they talk about trends and trade policy in the automobile industry now one of the big things coming up this week in greenville and around the automobile industry is the newly signed into law u.s mexico canada agreement usmca and the discussions there in greenville this week will be how this is going to impact their workforce and the development of that workforce so south carolina which currently has a bmw plant there in the greer area of the upstate also has a volvo plant heading to the somerville south carolina region pretty soon in the low country of southern south carolina so a big week there in the upstate with this automotive summit coming to greenville spartanburg and that's a quick look at what's going on in the business world of the South here on this start of the week edition of the Y'all Show. When we come back, we're going to go from talking about business to monkey business, the monkey business of the Internet. Hashtag Hullabaloo is headed your way next. Next. 
Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Final segment of this first hour, the first of two hours of the Y'all Show. And right now we've got hashtag Hullabaloo upon us. This is where social media digs out some of the craziest, most informative, and sometimes entertaining stuff. And it kind of gets filtered our way. And we just lay it all out here for you to, to take. You can just soak it all in if you want and enjoy it. Our first tweet this comes via twitter is from shelly rahala r-i-r-a-i-h-a-l-a and she writes that this is a personal twitter timeline i don't represent any individual organization nothing i say or do constitutes an endorsement well thank you shelly for that now she did write it here this week this is something that she might want to endorse she writes wikipedia says the loyalist that is the revolutionary war people who favored great britain over america over the the formation of america it would be those who remain loyal with the british the stronghold for loyalists was new york city is that why the east coast is seen as being so liberal and the ones from the south largely moved to florida and the british caribbean <laughs> i don't know that's a good question you asked shelly we no questions a bad question here on the y'all show but I, I do want to take this moment to maybe talk about loyalists, as they were also known as Tories. Now, don't get confused. Tories is still a word used in Great Britain. It is the name of the Conservative Party in Parliament, Tories. But 
in this country, Tories were those who were patriotic, not to George Washington, but they were all about the king and staying loyal to the king and not having this bunch of renegades like George Washington rebel against the king and start this country that we call the United States now. They were loyal to the British crown during the American Revolutionary War. Now, if you haven't ever heard this information, this is great news to hear because you don't realize how messed up things were in the formation of our country, okay? Before there was even an American Revolution, during the time of the American Revolution, and then in the days after. This is often just forgotten about. But she does bring up a very good point. And Shelly, thank you for putting this out here on Twitter this week to help us start talking about this. As a guy from one of the 13 colonies, a native of the Palmetto State, I've often said that I think I would have been tempted to be a Tory. I mean, God bless the USA, but really, it was a scary thing to be a patriot, to be a rebel, to be a guy that went against the crown. As if you at least were a a white person, a person who would have been a part of the colonies at that time, you might have gotten a little bit upset about the taxation. But other than that, you kind of had it pretty good. Now, my family primarily was of German ancestry, and I'm not even sure my ancestors who were here in the 1700s even spoke English. I, I don't think they did, because my home church did not even have English services until well into the 19th century. So, And that would be a Lutheran church, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so I don't know how loyal they would have been or not, but I, I'm telling you, as a guy who would have been from one of the colonies, if somebody would have come to me and said, hey, I think we're going to go to war against the British. You want to join us? I'm not so sure I would have joined. Maybe I'd just been too chicken back in the day. But there were a lot of loyalists here in the South, in our southern colonies, those colonies being Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, and Maryland. Those were our areas where the British crown had colonies that would ultimately become states and ultimately part of this, the South. Now, after America did end up winning the American Revolution and the cause of liberty succeeded, about 15% of the loyalists that were still in this country, which, by the way, estimates are that during the time of the American Revolution, about 20% of all whites in the 13 colonies were indeed loyalists. That's about Somewhere around 400,000 people were loyal to the crown at the start of the American Revolution. About 20% of the entire population loyalist. And so when the war ended, and it was obvious that the U.S. would be created, about 15% of these loyalists, around 70,000 people, they left. They left the colonies, they left the South, and they went to other parts of the British Empire. A lot went to what was called British North America, which is now Canada. And a lot of Southern loyalists, they moved on to Florida, which had remained loyal to the crown. But I thought part of Florida was Spanish held, I thought. I'm not I'm not so sure about all that. But a very confusing time, a very, a very r- rough time. So that is a little bit of a little glance at history here on the Y'all Show about Tories and being a loyalist. And what would you have done? Would you have been all for George Washington or Francis Marion or Thomas Sumter or Nathaniel Green or any of our other great Americans, mostly Southern leaders of the American Revolution, or would you have taken the safe route and said, 
I think I'll just pay a little extra tax and just uh, not not go out here and get shot by a musket. I think that's my plan. Aaron is on Twitter. Aaron works at at Family Council. Aaron's at Aaron underscore L-E-A-N-N. And she's in Little Rock. She's a Bible-believing Christian, a conservative. And she has a quote from Micah 6, verse 8. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And Aaron writes on Twitter this week, that view was worth turning around for. The Arkansas State Capitol is beautiful, and that backdrop was perfection. So, Aaron, if you don't mind, thanks to your tweet, we're going to brag on the natural state's Capitol building there in Little Rock, often called the Capitol building. It's the home of the Arkansas General Assembly, and it's been the seat of Arkansas government since it came into being there in the state capital of Little Rock on the eastern end of the Capitol Mall in Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, this building, back in 1899, architect George R. Mann, he came to Arkansas to visit with the governor there, Daniel W. Jones, and presented drawings of his competition design that went back to 1896 for the Montana State Capitol. And that state had not built their capital there in Helena. And now he came to Little Rock and proposed his idea, and they had to fight it out. And a guy named George W. Donahue opposed man selection and advocated a national design competition. But the majority of the commission wanting a new building voted for the design of Mr. Mann, the architect there, George R. Mann. And after Donahue ended up being elected Arkansas's governor in 1908, he forced Mann off the project and selected another guy to finish the Capitol. So very confusing things going on there in the Arkansas (laughs) capital city. Construction of the capital there took place. It took 16 years from 1899 to 1915. The capital was built on the site of the state penitentiary and prisoners actually helped construct the building. They lived in a dormitory that was left on the capital grounds while construction was taking place there. A beautiful building now in Little Rock. If you've ever seen it, it's very striking there. Just not not all that far from the Arkansas River in downtown Little Rock. Now, this building is so big and impressive, it will remind you of another building. It looks like the one in Washington, D.C. And because of that, Arkansas's Capitol building has been used in a lot of different cases, in movies and TV shows and stuff like that. A very common filming location. Back in 1986, this building was used for the NBC miniseries Under Siege, and it was used as a bombing of the nation's Capitol building was filmed there in 1990 the arkansas capitol grounds featured in the film stone cold with brian bosworth i miss boz's movie there it's also been filmed the interiors for billy bob thornton as it was used for something he did there and then it's also been used for god's not dead from 2016 and god's not dead a light in the darkness also filmed on the capitol ground so you might not if you've never been to little rock you might not have known it but you were actually looking at arkansas state capitol building instead of the u.s capitol building but very very similar there in the natural state with a beautiful beautiful job there no matter if it was done by george donahue or cass gilbert or others who politics is is a crazy business and therefore even in the selection of a capitol building it gets a little gets a little heated a little controversial probably some underhand deals going on there even back in 1899 y'all and we appreciate everybody sharing, including Erin, that great thing about her state, her state capital building there in Little Rock. 
that wraps up hour one of today's y'all show when we come back in hour two we got a quick look at the weekend in sports and then jerry short our takapola storyteller will be on to tell us all about what's going on at takapola especially with bernie sanders on the rise what does that mean there in takapola usa all that's headed your way next Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Oof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me... Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Another hour of the All Southern Show has arrived. Hello, John Rawl, Jerry Shorts in the wings. He's waiting for us to give him the green light, and he'll come on here in just a few minutes and talk about Takapola. What's going on there in the hills of Takapola land? That's headed your way next. This is the All Southern Show we call y'all. John Rawl, the czar of all things Southern, the general of all things Southern as well. 803-816-1170. We start out this hour with a look back at the weekend in sports. And how about college basketball upset weekend? We had three of the best teams in the country go down in flames on the hard court. And one of those teams from right here in Dixie. As the Baylor Bears could not defend their home court, they let that Kansas Jayhawker team come in there and burn the house down. Baylor, number one in the country, falls to Rock Chalk Jayhawk, and that will help Kansas go to the number one spot. Now, other teams that lost in the top 25 of college basketball from the weekend. Okay, it was bad enough that we saw the South's own and Big 12 member Baylor go down in flames, but how about the only team that had not had a loss all season long? San Diego State, the Aztecs, lost 66-63 to the running Rebels of UNLV 
over the weekend, giving them their first loss. And then another head-scratcher from the weekend in college basketball, the Bulldogs of Gonzaga also lost on the hard court this past weekend. So we know now that there's a shakeup headed your way, but still expect Baylor to get past all this and get a number one seed, in my guess, as long as they don't keep falling apart here, heading toward March Madness. But March Madness, but Baylor is still one of the best teams in the land despite losing at home over the weekend to their Big 12 foe, the Kansas Jayhawks. To the world of the PGA Tour, they were south of the border as they played at the Club de Golf Chapultepec in Mexico City. And defending champion heading into this past weekend was Dustin Johnson. This year's winner, a guy who grew up about 55 minutes away from Dustin Johnson's hometown of Irmo, South Carolina, Patrick Reed from Augusta, Georgia. Your winner, Patrick, now calls Texas home, but spent a lot of time, I think, in the Augusta area. His parent, his I think, his mom and dad still live in Augusta. They've got that little soap opera going on there, and the Reed family with the, the parents not speaking to their son, Patrick, the Augusta National champion from a couple years ago but patrick reed roars back and gets the win at the wgc mexico championship over the weekend with a 18 under performance one shot better than smu alum bryson dechambeau and a 1.8 million dollar payday to patrick reed for that great win there in mexico other names of note in the standings of this tournament justin thomas out of louisville and an alabama crimson tide alum he ends up in a tie for six billy horschel also in that same position gary woodland i think he is the what u.s open champion right now gary woodland uh, maybe pg i got to think back he won one of the big ones last year gary woodland he ended up in a tie for 12th and then sander shoffley the californian he was also there in the top 20 at a t- number 14 Bubba Watson out of Escambia County, Florida. He was tied for 18th in this with a six under. And then a, a Aiken, South Carolina native, Kevin Kisner, six under there in the tournament there, tied for 18th, just like Bubba Watson at the WGC Mexico Championship, the first pseudo major event of the year. The WGCs have their, what, four or five tournaments, big money days. And Patrick Reed, your winner there. The NFL, we go there, and right now there is a debate about how the NFL is going to take this proposal of increasing their regular season to 17 games. Players right now discussing that as they're looking to get more money, but the thought of a 17-game season is a very divisive point amongst the player leadership of the NFL. More to come on that. Something tells me, though, if they end up getting a lot more money for having a real game added, a 17th game you'd think they would be in agreement for this 17-game regular season. Heck, why not go to 18 games and cut out two preseason games? That's what I would recommend, NFL, if you're listening. More NFL news to tell you about, as the Colorado Buffaloes have named Florida former Miami Dolphins assistant coach Carl Dorrell as the next coach of the Buffaloes. This is a five-year, $18 million year, pending approval from Colorado's Board of Regents. Dorrell, who coached Miami's receivers, he's succeeding Mel Tucker, who took off from Boulder to be the head coach at Michigan State. But an assistant in the NFL, Coach Carl Durrell, leaving the Dolphins to now go to the college ranks to be the head coach of CU, the Colorado Buffaloes. A sad story from the NFL that we'll pass along. The youngster who was in the news last year for being a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, Casey Reynolds, who's from Maysville, Georgia, has passed away after a three-year battle with Hodgkin lymphoma. And this youngster passing away over the weekend. 
the Tampa Bay Bucks sent out a tweet over the weekend saying, we're saddened by the passing of Buccaneers fan Casey Reynolds. Our hearts go out to his family. Casey announced our first-round pick at last year's draft as his make-a-wish experience and will forever be a part of the Buccaneers family. Uh, unfortunate deal for this young Georgian dying again after a battle with Hodgkin's lymphoma and an unfortunate passing there in the NFL community. I don't have his age. I was trying to dig that up here, but a youngster, no doubt about it, uh, after this battle with Hodgkin lymphoma. To the XFL over the weekend, we saw games on Saturday and games on Sunday as week three week three of the XFL happened. And on Saturday, the Houston Renegades, they were able to just get past the Tampa Bay Vipers. This game played at Tampa, the first home game for the Vipers, and they lost there in front of their home crowd, 34-27. The Dallas Renegades went out to Seattle and emerged victorious over the Dragons, 24-12. On Sunday, the New York Guardians went into St. Louis, and the St. Louis Battlehawks looked really great there, winning 29-9. Great job, St. Louis. A lot of fans there, the stadium there, half full, the old Rams stadium. One thing I saw that was pretty cool that happened in the game is a youngster had a sign up that said, I will trade a box of Girl Scout cookies for an XFL ball. And sure enough, one of the big linemen there for the St. Louis Battlehawks went over and gave this young girl a ball, a real football, and she gave him, I think, a box of Thin Mints. And he ate one and maybe shared it with his teammates. But a really heartwarming thing to see in the middle of a ball game in the XFL. And the Battlehawks improved to 2-1 and one with a big thumping of the Guardians, 29-9. And in the nightcap in the XFL on Sunday, the D.C. Defenders fell at L.A. The Wildcats winning at home in their home opener there in Carson, 39-9. to L.A. wins. And that's a recap of what happened with Week 3 of the XFL. And finally, to the collegiate ranks in a sport we don't often talk about, swimming, Bobby Fink broke the American men's record in the 1,650-yard freestyle by more than six seconds over the weekend at the SEC Swimming and Diving Championships in Auburn. He's a sophomore for the Florida Gators, and he won in 14 minutes, 12 seconds, and eight-tenths of a second, breaking the world record held, or breaking the record held by Zane Groth, who swam back in the 2017 USA Swimming Winter Nationals. So a great feat there in the pool for this Florida Gator swimmer, Bobby Fink, winning the U.S. record in the 1650-yard 1650-yard freestyle in the pool there on the plains. And that is a quick look at the weekend in sports here on the Y'all Show. Makes me want to put on my swim trunks and hit the pool right now. I don't think I could do quite that good. How about y'all? When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to take you to Takapola. I don't know if they got a swimming pool in Takapola or not, but Jerry Short is going to tell us what's on his mind and what the people of Takapola think about what's going on with this Democratic primary that's headed to South Carolina this weekend, by the way. All that is next on the Y'all Show with the General of All Things Southern. Deep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. 
Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Welcome into the show that's all about the South. I'm John Rawl, and this is the show that's called Y'all. We're, we're about the South and a whole lot more, and we're glad that you could join us here. And as we begin Mondays, we, we really get it going when our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, joins us here on the program. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now. We're going to go to Takapola, U.S. of A., and Jerry Short, or should I call him Crazy Jerry Short, is crazy, going to, crazy, crazy. <laughs> crazy to match Crazy <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Did you have as Bernie good a weekend Sanders. as Bernie Sanders had, Jerry? Well, you know, right now I'm more upset with that, uh, what should I call Mike? I thought he's a pompous jerk or something, and he's, um, he's a demeaning, uh, what is he, a elitist? Who said that? Yes, Bloomberg. Yeah, he's an elitist. And he, I jumped over to Bloomberg. Who was you talking about? I was talking about crazy Bernie Sanders. He won the Nevada caucus. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Well, I just we've got had, South Carolina. I had Bloomberg on my mind because I, just a few uh, hours ago, I found out that Clint Eastwood was backing him and Michael Do what? And, Do what? That's right. Clint Eastwood is back in Bloomberg. And uh, after having his rocking chair out on the uh, at the convention and empty rocking chair, remember? Oh, I remember. Yeah. It was about the only highlight of the entire 2012 Romney for President campaign. What Clint uh-huh. Eastwood did there in Tampa. Yeah, and then he backed uh, Trump because uh, he was afraid that Hillary would be like uh, President Obama, and so he was in Trump's corner and. Uh, now all of a sudden he thinks Trump's a little bit too outspoken, I believe, and uh, 
So that's what I was thinking about. But you jump right back in and you're crazy. Uh, Bernie Sanders, that'd be good enough. It's enough of to go around. So whichever one you want me to, whichever one you Well, got. I'm not picking. I mean, Bernie had a pretty good weekend. He's had a pretty good start to the whole Democratic contention for president in fact make sure you join us on tuesday's y'all show we've got a very special guest zeke stokes he's a democratic strategist and the owner of zs strategies he's a south carolina native and he's going to weigh in on what's going on in the palmetto state as it gets ready to host the democratic primary this weekend in fact they've got a big debate in north uh now this one's in charleston in charleston on tuesday night they've got a debate from the galliard auditorium and then i was thinking of north charleston just a couple of miles up the road from the Gilliard Auditorium. Yeah. On Friday night, President Trump, on his way back from India, by the way, is stopping off in the Low Country to have a big rally there at the North Charleston Coliseum. Well, I mean, yeah, we're going to be uh, spending some money in that uh, South Carolina region. Uh. Well, specifically in the Charleston area. And although I can't prove it, I believe our guest on Tuesday's show is from the Charleston area originally, and we're going to have a great conversation with him. I tried to get Antoine Seawright. We had Antoine on in 2019. He's a South Carolinian. He's all over CBS News these days. I put in a request to have him come on. He's a Democratic strategist, and unfortunately, he's too busy with CBS, and I can believe it. Every time I tune in CBS in, there's Antoine Seawright. So this guy that's coming on on Tuesday works with the same publicist there on the Democratic side. So we're going to have that on Tuesday's y'all y'all show, but right now we got Jerry from Takapola. Takapola studies. Yeah, he's our Takapola insider. You just have to get some Takapola. What get get a feeling of what uh, uh, at least I'm thinking in the Takapola community. Here. Well, well, I got to ask yeah. you, Jerry. So, what do all the people in Takapola think about maybe this country becoming a socialist country? Because if Bernie Sanders gets his mm-hmm. way, that's what we'll have there in Takapola, U.S. of A. Or should I say, Takapola, U.S.S.R. You know, obviously, I'd probably need to go to the uh, high school level and uh, find what they're thinking because people that are forty and up. I know they're definitely not thinking socialism. Uh, what worries us a little bit is uh, the group that uh, kind of have their hand out there for everything now. You know, you can't wait. It's And that's kind of socialism. And uh, that's the group that worries me, that uh, that age voting group. And uh, But I think our group is uh, – our group's going to stick together like we always have. And uh, we're going to be red-blooded Americans, and we're going to vote for uh, who we think would best serve America. And that's what we've always done uh, or tried to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we may have been uh, led down that uh, wrong path a time or two back when uh, we were yellow dog Democrats. You're talking about back in 2016, way back in 2016, you were led down the wrong oh. path? Uh, maybe a little further than that. I may have to go back to Jimmy. I got to go back to Jimmy Carter to, ah. to feel like I was read down a lot wrong. Well, I never was, but I had a grandmother that uh, we would discuss it, and she would have to eat some uh, nitro tablets to make her heart slow down, I believe. But uh, 
Anyway, I, I'm uh, a I'm geez. a political junkie. I think you like politics. We hope most of our audience here on the Y'all Show likes politics. It's kind of an important thing, and we cover it here on the Y'all Show. It'd be easy to just forget about it, pretend it didn't happen. But it is something that That's we true. need to know about here in this part of the world we call the South. And I was watching something over the weekend, Jerry, and they talked about the idea of Bernie Sanders potentially becoming the next u.s president if he were to win if he were first off able to win the democratic nomination which is certainly a question at best as of right now even if he had the delegates but secondly taking on trump is he going to be able to beat him and and someone said can can we really imagine a country electing a democratic socialist from the great state of vermont as our next president and then they had to stop and and go back here let's look at the positions of the last 30 years plus of presidents of this country okay okay we, we had prior to donald trump of course who was a loudmouth billionaire question mark asterisk not sure how much of a billionaire he is from new york city who'd been in the public spotlight for decades a guy well known for all his bad things in the press right and, and he ends up winning the presidency that's that's trump okay but i don't believe he was a lawyer so i'm gonna give him credit no he wasn't a lawyer he was not a lawyer then before him you had a guy that literally came out of nowhere and uh a guy who had a who had a profession that i had never heard of until he got in the spotlight well everybody's a community organizer john (laughs) i mean you know we've got to have basketball goals set up in certain sections of town and we've got to have a playground over here maybe guarded by a few uh armed guards and uh you got you're a pretty good political organizer if you knew that well that's political organizing he was a community organizer and i'd never yeah, heard of that in my life the, uh, i threw that i think that may have been created uh Ofer winfrey may have created that job for him they they both went to the uh church of reverend Wright, where the uh your chickens are coming home to roost ah. uh so i think that may be where he got his background in uh community organizing all right well that makes a lot more sense now we're talking with jerry short here on today's y'all program i'm john rawl if you want to reach us here 803-816-1170 is the way to do just that our website yall.com and jerry going back through history prior to obama you had george w bush who let's be honest would never have gotten that position to even run for president if he had not been the son of bush 41 and he Absolutely. was the, he was the governor of texas but certainly someone who based on his background was iffy at best to be elected president a guy who didn't he uh admit to what did he smoke uh do cocaine at one he time he absolutely or something? did okay. and i think it covered <laughs> covered up a hit and run accident maybe by his wife in uh, okay. midland texas or so, somewhere I I mean, he, he over overcame all that to his credit to become president then before and him you know there's a famous word that i always sentence it I can't let uh, Bush go by without me saying it. The only thing I've ever agreed with Jesse Jackson on was when he commented, uh, "Let's you better stay out of the bushes." <laughs> hey, we, so I we talked about Jesse in hour one today. He's fighting Parkinson's pretty bad. He's in really oh, poor, poor health. Yeah. Uh, Greenville, South Carolina native Jesse Jackson, yeah, former yeah. presidential candidate, by the way. Absolutely. Back in what ninety eight. Uh, yeah, uh, 90, 90, he, 88 i'm sorry when he came up with this statement stay out of the bushes i think it was 88 I, i'm i'm sorry 98. Was it that far back well that was when the daddy was running 
Yes, yes, who, he'd been going uh, up against yeah. George. Who was a progressive, I think, mm. yes. So that's George Jesse Stevens. Jackson's story. Okay, prior to, of course, Bush, George W. Bush, you had Bill Clinton. Truly that's one of the great upsets that we've ever seen in an American presidency. Yeah, as a guy Perot. from Arkansas. Arkansas, for well, God's sake. you got to give Perot now credit for okay. Clinton. Okay, we'll so do that. Perot, he, what did he end up with, 20-something percent? Uh, pretty close. I mean, Bill I've always Clinton felt like fifty percent of the popular vote. I think you will agree. We'll all agree. If not per, for Perot, Bush would have easily won re-election. Mm, re-election, Bush would have. Yes, absolutely. Without absolutely. without Perot, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it should have won. But, I mean, he was the incumbent. He had yeah. just defeated this country called Iraq in the Gulf War. Times were pretty good, but he was but such Clinton a slides in because of Perot's twenty percent. Yeah. And that, you know, that only leaves 80 to split two ways. That's right. So whoever gets the upper 40 gets it. And then going back before George H.W. Bush, well, before Clinton, you had George H.W. Bush, who got elected in, in 88 over, I guess it would have been Dukakis in that election. I think that was a big uh, reason his, he with won. His, with his military helmet liner <laughs> on his tank. Right. Absolutely. Everybody but, knows the message. But George H.W. Bush, looking at his credentials, certainly may be the most qualified of any any president we've had even before ronald reagan i mean l- let's face it reagan well f- yeah used to yeah, act yeah. with chimpanzees in movies well my grandmother you when we would argue about and she liked uh unfortunately she finally maybe outgrew it when she was 90 so <laughs> but uh she she would just call him oh that actor uh, is that- how she would refer to ronald reagan to me when i would brag on yeah ronald reagan well, that was my grandmother, not from the Taco Polo side. And that was but an, I love her just as much. One of the best presidents, I think most most people in the South would agree that we've ever seen. Ronald W. Wil, Ronald Wilson Reagan, the years nineteen eighty one through eighty nine, the years of his I concur with that presidency Absolutely. there. And then uh, I'm going to stop it after we talk about the last Southerner from at least uh, going back in history. Andrew Jackson? No, 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 no. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Here's a guy who oh grew up as a goodness. peanut farmer, and he becomes president of the United States. Governor of Georgia. Yeah. But how did he, Plains, Georgia, uh, Billy Carter, who had a good beer named after him, his brother, and he becomes president and um, then I guess a handyman for the next 40 years, right? Mm. Or so. I know his son was. I used to see. the nail. I used to see Billy's son used to be sort of the maintenance guy for the city of Franklin, Tennessee. When I'd go to work every morning, he'd be out cleaning up trash on the streets of Franklin. Yeah, they sold mobile homes in uh, North Arkansas, Alabama. Oh, okay. And they went on up to Franklin, Tennessee. You're right. And he kept, I think he had Billy at that uh, mobile home business. Oh, okay. Well, well, still, Jimmy Carter... Our, I guess, in this run of presidents, certainly he, along with Bill Clinton, the most Southern that we've seen. And and going back to our original point, can Bernie Sanders win the presidency? Absolutely, especially if you nah. go back and well, I'm just based on the fact that that anything's possible is my whole point. It's definitely possible. You're right, but the state that he's been winning, uh, John, they don't have enough delegates. It's you know. The, the, they're going to have to the Democrats to get him as their running runner as a, as their runner for president as their candidate. They're got they have got to get some super delegates to get this thing settled at the convention. I believe 
like they did for Hillary. Mm. What do you think? Well, that's still to be determined. It's it's going to make for an interesting next couple of seven months or so as we get closer to November 3rd, I think, is the election day for 2020. And in Takapola, I know they're sitting around ready to cast their vote. Uh, I think most everybody's mind's made up. Oh, is that and, right? Uh, yeah, I, it don't usually change. It's probably been made up uh, since uh, 16. I would think, you know, so uh, we're going to go with it because there's absolutely no opposition to uh, uh, the president that we have incumbent right now. So Mm -hmm. I can't see anybody uh, under maybe 30 percent the other way uh, because of the youth vote. Mm -hmm. And I just I do not I just do not trust the youth vote at this time. I'm sorry. Um, because I think they've been misled, and uh, maybe I was misled, but yeah. I, I feel like they've been misled. Well, and, I will uh, point out on the youth vote for Bernie Sanders' case, I watched his whole rally that he held Saturday night after he successfully won the Nevada caucus. The one at El Paso? This was the one in San Antonio. He had two, you're right, on Saturday yeah. in Texas, uh-huh. but the second one on Saturday was in San Antonio. Big crowd there. To his credit, he's got a lot of energy. He's got a lot of young people. But after watching that entire... A lot of Hispanics, probably. A lot of, a lot of people of all types there, which is one of the big things he makes a big point of saying in his rallies. Really but the one thing, Jerry Short, I'm going to ask you a question here, Mr. Takapola, storyteller. Right. What was the one thing that the, that he that the crowd, when they heard this one, they started going nuts and doing the whole Bernie, Bernie, Bernie thing during the, they interrupted his speech to do the Bernie rally, the Bernie chant after he said, what? Uh, and there's a lot of what he it. could say. What What do you think but made them like, go b- bananas? I would say it probably had something to do with uh, beating uh, incumbent. No, no, that just got a little golf clap there. He got a little golf uh, clap on that. He got a little golf clap about it. This was in San Antonio. And I, I'm only bringing this up because it's probably. He didn't say remember the Alamo. No, he, he didn't get that either. Uh, and I, I, I'm only bringing this up because I can pretty much guarantee you it's probably the same reaction no matter where he goes. So he gets golf claps when he talks about breeding President Trump. He gets that kind of re- response when he talks about diversity and making everything equal and broadening the, I guess, the economic role of everybody and making people more, I guess, be socialist. The one thing people all went nuts over in, in clapping. Nope, nope, not, no, not that. It okay. was decriminalizing marijuana law and making marijuana legal in all 50 states. When he said that, everybody, yay, Bernie, no, Bernie, I- Bernie. So that's probably why he's in the lead, if I had to guess, that the potheads of the world love them some Bernie Sanders. Well, potheads or non-potheads, we're glad that you're watching the Y'all Show with John Rawl, Jerry Short, tuning in on great radio stations, watching us on on YouTube TV or y'all.com. We got more to talk about. We're going to get away from some of this political talk with Jerry and find out what else is going on. In fact, Jerry... I actually going to kind of keep the political talk going in the next segment, but it's going to talk. We're going to pick on instead of Bernie Sanders, Mayor Bloomberg. He said yeah, something the other day that everybody in Takapola is all they're all upset oh, about. We're, uh, we're, we got a whirlwind going on. We got a devil's whirlwind. And, and being the child of a farmer myself, I've and got me. something to say. Maybe, maybe not. 
And we'll talk about all that as our political, if you want to call it, discussion with the Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, continues right after this short time help. Deep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. I was taking a trip out to L.A., tooling along in my Chevrolet, talking on a number and digging on the radio. Just as I crossed the Mississippi line, I heard that highway start to whine, and I knew that left rear tire was about to go. Well, the spare was flat, and I got up tight, cause there wasn't a filling station in sight, so I just limped on down the shoulder on the rim. And welcome back to The Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. You can find us each and every day at y'all.com. Y'all, the ultimate guide to the South. Y-A-L-L dot com. And at y'all.com, you'll see the great interviews that we do each and every day on The Y'all Show. And you'll also see, when we put them up, our Y'all TV installations. These are great video interviews with some of our guests, including a great collection of interviews we've done video-wise with the great Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short. And Jerry's back on with us as we wrap up this Monday edition with Mr. Short, Dr. Short. And Jerry, as we were wrapping up in our segment before, we're talking a little politics. We were picking on Bernie Sanders and and other people who actually have won the presidency, maybe a little bit too much. Let's talk about a guy who wants to win the presidency, and he's got more money than anybody. Michael Bloomberg, the former mayor of New York, the Republican-turned-Democrat, maybe back to Republican, if if you had to guess. And he made a statement the other day during... Let me make that statement. You go ahead. You go for it. I remember because I've heard it from everybody I talked to in the area. Okay. Everybody in Takapola. Sure. In Takapola area, yes. Mm -hmm. It won't be word for word, but he, uh, you know, I called him a latest while ago. I may may have been doing him a favor, but uh, he said he could teach anyone, anyone to plant corn. Now, why corn? I don't know. He thinks he's a corn expert, but he went on to say. (laughs) There's a guy on Fox News that calls him Farmer Mike. He says it's only a process, he called it, I think. You just dig a hole, put, put the seed in the hole, and then put a little dirt on it. And, and some water, I think he added. I mean, you get all this handy stuff. And, and oh, hold on, I'm, I'm writing all this, all these ingredients down. Okay. okay. 
be sure and put in hocus pocus because he had to say that for this to work the way he did it okay and hocus pocus up comes the corn now um <laughs> he says that the average farmer couldn't work in the modern world because of uh new technologies uh which takes learning to think and analyze i believe is what he said you need more gray matter and you know First, I thought that was gray hair or whatever. I guess it just meant experience in youth or hey, It used uh, to be education. black lives matter. Now it's just gray matter. Gray matter. That's all <laughs> it is. It matters now. And that's what he said. It, that that matters. And then uh, he went on, you know, and you think back of other people. You've heard, and I heard it on the radio just the other day on a rush, on a rush Limbaugh's uh Hannity or someone said uh, he he played the uh, Paul Harvey on the day on the eighth day. Uh, God made the farmer. Uh, have you ever heard that? I have. And he describes the whole situation with what a farmer does, and that just about puts putting a one uh, one one corn grain in the ground to sleep. But anyway, and then Eisenhower also <clears throat> excuse me said something like. Uh, Farming looks really easy uh, if you're plowing with a pencil. I believe how he said that, and you're uh, uh, and you're a thousand miles away. It makes farming look easy. So I mean, he, he other people of prominence have had a few things to say about farmers, and you know, farmers. It's a lot that goes on. I was just in my head thinking of what all if 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 you had to get and be a small farmer today. The items that you would have to have if you didn't inherit them and they didn't come from your daddy and your granddaddy, you'd need a tractor. At least one. We're in the, we're in the 50s. We had a mule. We had a couple of mules. But then you'd need a all-terrain vehicle. You don't think about that. But you take a, a ATV or something like that. Uh, it saves you all kind of time. And it's also a work machine, too. We had to walk and run and do it so and what i'm getting at is technology have evolved and you know it's taken a lot for it to do that and you know i think we had uh universities that uh have have put a lot into research to develop these things and you got to have a farm truck everybody's got to have a truck i mean you got to move you got hay you got to move cattle you got to have a trailer behind it and in a mule you just did it with a mule wagon I've done that with double tree on it and two mules. But then what else was I thinking about? A mower. You got to have a mower. You got to keep your pasture. You know, we're not just talking about corn. We're talking about what a farmer does. A farmer, a real farmer has got cattle. He's got chickens. He's got, he's got milk. He's got a dairy farmers. You've got every kind. And it all takes a lot of technology to do it. You got to have an irrigation system, and you know we had that in the old days. It was called a it was called a gallon bucket that you carried <laughs> and poured. You know, and then uh, you have had a mower. You got to keep the stuff cleared and cut. We had a mule, and I know one time I had a mule, and I had one of those iron. T- uh, I was had it to two mules hooked up to a clipper, and uh, it's like a blade, and you can let it up and down and put it level with the pasture and it'll clip 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 doggone thing hit a snake threw a snake up on the seat by me but it was cut the snake was cutting too thank goodness 
But, uh, you know, you need, so they wouldn't have that today because they'd be in something else. You need backhoes, you need implements, you need all that kind of stuff. You need sprayers, you need an irrigation system. I think I mentioned that. You need a, uh, mowers and rakes and hay balers and the combines. And I can go on all day, uh, with stuff that you had at plows and harrows, of course, and cedars. And we had all that, but it was pulled by a mule. In the, 50s and 60s and because i remember uh I'd, I'd pull a cotton wagon up to the uh, top of the hill and i unhooked the mules to take them down to get some water and i was riding on one and he broke and run and i couldn't stop the doggone mule and it had all the harness on the mule mule went for the barn and it'll do that that son of a gun went in the barn the top of my head caught the top of the barn door off I came with a knot as big as some Mississippi State fans who put cowbell knots on my head. Now, we call so, you the Takapola storyteller for a reason. That sounds like a really big one right there. That's a big one. And you better lay down and try to get under the mane of that mule because the mule's going to go for that barn and a horse wheel, too. And uh, you got to have a shop. you got to have tools. you got, you got to cook. You got. I mean, there's so many. My grandmama. She could go out in the yard and wring a chicken's neck. Hmm. And I wanted to do that so bad. <laughs> I know. And she would she it's would not go too late, Jerry. We can make house. that dream come true. Yeah, she would go to the hen house and she would stick that head of that chicken under its wing. And then she'd come out in the yard and she could reach on it because the ch- chicken thought it was night. And so she could reach in there and reach up under and get that chicken by the neck. And then she could take it and pop it like you'd pop a snake and pop a snake head off. You know, you can do that. I've heard about she'd it, do, never seen it done. She, she'd do that. Well, I've tried that one too, and I'm not very good at it either. But D- darn. anyway, 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 probably did it with a non poisonous steak. That's the probably reason. But uh, yeah, king snake will break. But anyway, mm-hmm. my grandmother, she said, I kept on begging her to let me do it. And she said, okay, try it. And uh, I did it. And I popped that doggone chicken, and the neck broke, but it didn't break off. Usually the chicken would run out through the yard without a head when she'd do it, hmm. and she'd have the head in her hand. We are a family show, under- Jerry. Keep that in mind. <laughs> I went under the house, and I had to pull it out, and she said, well, you're punished for, for not learning how to dang. I've showed you and showed you how to, how to pop that chicken's neck. Here's what you do. You dang pluck that chicken for me, and we're going to have it for dinner. So, uh, you know, I'd like to see Bloomberg uh, pluck a uh, not pluck a chicken. I'd like to see him do that also. But I'd like to see him take that chicken neck and pop that neck. <laughs> see if he could see if he could pull that off. You know? No, I don't but think you know, he could. And and Jerry, farmers what, to do the grade a farmer to me. I mean, that's just a low blow. That's absolutely not necessary because. A real farmer's, you know, that's his business, and it's not, but I think I saw the other day, and I may be high on it, but I heard Bloomberg say that one but one, no, 2% of Americans are farmers today. Well, why is that? It's because of the situation in farming, but I think it's about 5% Americans, and I don't know what it is worldwide, but uh, a farmer... You know, they, they've got a lot of, you know, their business, they've got to keep it up. They've got to dang, uh, they, they're influenced with the weather mm-hmm. and disease. And uh, what you know, the price is, it varies. So when you plant your crop, 
it don't mean necessarily that it's going to sell for what you thought it was going to sell for in May. Something might happen to the market and it might drop. So, if, you know, they're in for a, it's a lot you've got to know. Yeah. You've got to know economics. You've got to, you know, I took agriculture in, in high school. And I don't know how we're doing on time, but well, I took agriculture in high school, and I learned more math <laughs> there than I did in two years of algebra and geometry. Mm-hmm. And the reason being, when we get in there, we had to learn township ranges, sections, how many acres to a section, how many acres to a 40, how much seed you put on a 40 acres, how much uh, if you were planting. Say it's like corn. He didn't mention Corn don't need to be but two inches deep, and it needs to be, I think I remember, uh, two or three feet, no, two feet apart. If not, it would grow too close, and they want to keep it pretty tight because they don't want grass growing there, you know. And if it was real wide, it would. Uh, it needs to be on a little slight incline because the water needs to run off from a rain it don't need to stand there and pool up the corn would die if it did that there's so many variables you know i know i'm running on but well just let, got l- to me. let me throw one thing speaking of corn you come from more of a livestock background i come from more of a vegetable background you are a vegetable background yes but not me necessarily being the expert i'll leave that to other members of my family but i, I will tell you something i learned about corn my family didn't grow up necessarily growing corn primarily. It was actually something brought in, and this is where you get into more of the science of agriculture. If you grow row crops like my family's done for generations, right. Right. if you plant corn in those same fields every few years, corn sucks up some kind of worm or something out of the ground. Do you know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah, I know. And you need to rotate crops almost anything. But the corn, the corn does that. But where, corn has got a worm that does come in there and you need to you don't need to do corn two years in a row there you go if you can help it and that's yeah. what mike bloomberg doesn't know they didn't teach that no. at whatever school he went to and they didn't teach that you know if you plant it four inches thick it's probably not going to come up yeah if you plant it if you plant it in uh august it's not going to come up before frost and then it's not going to get enough mo- moisture so you need to plant it in Depending on what part of the country you're in, so you need to know that. You need to, you know, y'all know, you need to know all those kind of variations to get it done. I think it's two inches, and it'll grow up. Pull the dirt back over. My grandmama did a two-acre garden, and I'd help her some with that. And she'd take a hoe after the garden was broken up, and take a hoe and then make a pull it and make a a, a furrow, and then drop the. Uh, seed in it whatever it could have been 50 different types of vegetables you know i wonder if he can do that and then pull it pull it back over tap it lightly i think i remember she kind of tapped it mm-hmm. and uh not didn't just let it lay there loose soil you know and uh then put some water on it but her water poor grandmother she brought it down there in a five gallon i mean in a in a two-gallon bucket i believe it was a two-gallon water bucket at the well where we drew the water from the well and if possible we'd run a pipe and try to irrigate some of those rows so you know he it's a lot more to it than what uh what uh the 60 you know there was once a six million dollar man on tv but i think he's a 60 billion dollar man i think he is 
Jerry they should buy a lot of votes. Jerry, wrapping up our conversation with you, if, if no other reason Mike Bloomberg needs a reality check, he hasn't got to experience things that you nor myself have also experienced in life. And most of the South probably knows what I'm talking about. There's nothing quite like the smell, the odious smell of a pig pen. And I doubt Absolutely. Michael Bloomberg's ever enjoyed that aroma. And most of the people listening and watching us right now know exactly what I'm talking about. Mike Bloomberg well, yeah. has probably, and, and I would probably throw Donald Trump in the same category, Mike Bloomberg's probably never even cut grass in his whole life. I think the closest Mike, uh, Mike, little Mike Bloomberg has ever been to farming was when he wasn't playing Scrabble. <laughs> he probably sat down with his mother yeah. and watched Green Acres. Okay. If you do, you know what Green Acres? Yes, is? I know. I, I had okay. my own Green Acres, but one okay. other one other green speaking of aromas we all if you're living in the agrarian south as most of us do look let's not kid ourselves agriculture if it's not the number one industry in your state it's at least in the top two or three it's it's a major major force in every one of our 16 southern states. agriculture has always varied from one to fourth in mississippi okay well, always. until Mike Bloomberg goes out and not only leads a farming effort, but if he's just a field hand like I was a large part of my childhood, and uh, the only thing you had to look forward to, Mike Bloomberg, was getting into the end of a row and squigging some ice cold water out of those old school water coolers where you'd well we i go back where it was just an old fruit jar uh, we didn't have those. a brown paper bag <laughs> <laughs> until you get to the end of your row and you can get a swig and then turn around and go back for the other way mike bloomberg you and i we got a lot of talking jerry short we're glad that you did a lot of talking with us here on today's y'all show oh, i'm sorry i got carried away there but it that just really got our uh our dander's up if anybody knows what dander is yeah that's uh, an agrarian uh, term too i believe from uh chickens <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm that's not even my specialty i'm more of a, a vegetable guy and again mostly just a field hand <laughs> i, I well, used to go jerry jerry i used to go for three and four days straight my hands if they didn't look it they smelled like green onions because we harvested green onions and actually it's not scallion, a bad you're talking about scallion type onions. well yeah and if you yeah. ever harvest those things your hands will smell and it's actually a good smell it's not a bad smell but you can wash oh, yeah. all you want but for three and four days later your hands are going to smell like onions so i'd sit there when i was in high school and i just put my hands over my nose and and breathe in because it's actually kind of a neat smell now i wish we would have been harvesting roses or some other better smelling product but green onions well, i guess I don't not know you had thorns in your fingers so you <laughs> but we didn't do that uh we all wish we were harvesting money that's what we should have been harvesting well you are you yeah. are you just it just just takes the time it just got to sell it that's another thing that a farmer's got they got to sell to the markets yeah they got to sell to factories they got to sell to whoever cans the stuff and and, and that price has got to be in concrete almost yeah. you know Jerry, and so, we got to skedaddle. Uh, it has been yes, great sir. talking to you once again there on Green Acres, Takapola, US of A. We'll talk to you again next week. Did I tell any of the stories today? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jerry Short, everybody. Well, that will conclude this Y'all Show. Make sure, again, you tune in on the Tuesday Y'all Show. We're going to have an action-packed show with our t- not, not only the great 
in conversation that Matt Herman's our Texan, our barbecue barrister is going to provide, but we're also going to have a very special guest as we're going to be talking to the South Carolina Democratic primary, and our special guest is going to be Mr. Stokes. He'll be on to tell us all about that on Tuesday's Y'all Show. All that right here on the show that's all about the South. This is Y'all. Thanks for listening and watching. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252.